0: Hi. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain, the fog, and the trees of a town called The Fort. Events that take place in The Fort are not suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: I got the ghost of
0: Alfie placed his hands on his hips in a pose of accomplishment as he puffed out his old and sunken chest.
3: That's right. Keep on working.
0: He gave one final puff of self-satisfaction, before his eyes flickered to the well with a crease of sadness where the crow's feet of a life well-lived full of laughter should have been. So many years had passed, and still the image of Tom toppling head over heels into the well, The sound of his body bashing against the sides on the way down were as vivid to him as they were in the moment it had happened. He shook his head, letting go of the sickening thought, and felt his jowls jiggle about before settling back where they rested on his jaw. Oh, loose skin and regret. That's what a lifetime and a half had bought him. But at least there'd always be Robert, Alfie thought. He'd always have Robert. Still shaking his head and peering back over his shoulder to make sure the young man, Paul, or Saul, or Peter, whatever the hell his name was, wasn't sneaking his way back towards the well. Alfie continued on his way. He wasn't always successful in chasing off folks, but when he could, he made sure no one stepped near that well, that evil place, that deeply saddening and troubled spot. He muttered under his breath as he trudged through the mud, each step slipping and sliding.
3: Heh, wish it weren't so damn deep, I'd just fill the whole heckin' thing up.
0: If only his hands were good for more than tying knots, but he'd lived a life too long for any one man to be useful for much else than waving his arthritic fists at folks and running them off his land. And he supposed that was enough. So long as he never had to watch someone else topple over the edge of the well. So long as he never had to hear the crunch of bone and the wet thud of a person tumbling down, plummeting to the bottom of that well's depths ever again. He climbed down ditches and over hills of crumbling, sodden, slippery dirt, piled haphazardly over the years and reinforced by frost in the winter and then grass in the spring. Baked by the sun in the summer and then left like balding monuments of patchy grass-toppled, dirt-clod gods dotted across the acres Alfie called his. The farmer kicked at the remnants of a rotten corn stalk jutting from the ground. Did he have it in him? Another year of plowing. Another year of sowing, of growing and harvesting. Better yet... Did he have the will to keep on going the way he always had with no end in sight, no promise of a peaceful escape for his wretched soul? He swung a club-like walking stick in time with his brisk pace as he looked up and came upon the scarecrow that dutifully, unwillingly stood in his cornfield.
3: At least I've got you, Robert. Ain't that right?
0: He patted the leathery cheek of the scarecrow in its too-real face, and his fingers twitched with temptation as he licked his lips as his nails pinched the coarse thread that bound Robert's lips.
3: Would be awfully nice to talk to someone right now.
0: He used to talk to Robert often, whether Robert wanted to or not. It was a morning ritual for a while, To come and confer with his brother to unstitch his mouth and sit or stand in front of him drinking a morning cup of coffee or slurping back porridge back when robert had plenty more to say now after so many years the reasons why robert came to be well less than living were lost his moth-eaten, centipede-filled mind had forgotten the reason he was stuffed with molding wet straw tied to an old pitchfork with a crooked branch stuck between its teeth in the shape of a T. Alfie pulled his fingers away and looked down in shame. Seemed he'd also forgotten the reason why. It was getting harder to justify it to himself. Especially when all Robert could muster was a wheezing cry for Alfie to release him to end his suffering, to rip his skin and hide apart until the scarecrow remnants of the man who used to be his brother was no more.
1: Oh,
3: if we could go back in time, dear brother, what a world of difference that would make.
0: Alfie's mind slipped back in time as his eyes took stock of his expansive land. He placed a hand on Robert's shoulder, where his outstretched arms were sewn back onto his body. It all looked sickly, like all the color had seeped from that place. Where once Alfie had been so proud to plow the land and be its caretaker. Back when Robert could walk and talk and stand beside him as a brother and a best friend. Back when Alfie knew nothing of the invisible mechanisms of death. back before he ever tied his first knot and sealed his fate back before he'd entwined himself with the long shadows. But the rain still fell. It dragged his wispy, fine hair down over his forehead. At least that hadn't changed. At least the rain knew nothing of the mercurial nature of a person's life, the ebbs and the flows. It only knew that when it was time to rain that it should, and so it would fall. And wash away the sickness and filth of yesterday, so that small little insects below, like Alfie or Robert, could look at what the rain had washed away and pick up what was unearthed from the muck of their own making, and continue on with their life as best they could.
1: Will you ever let him go?
3: Oh, go away!
1: Will you? ever let any of it go.
3: Just ain't how I'm built, I suppose.
1: Oh, it wasn't your fault. She used us both and before her, Adam. It's a cool fate, but one we share.
3: Uh, I told you, I don't want you coming around here anymore.
1: Oh, Old habits and all, you know how it is.
3: I do, but I don't want to. That's the point.
1: Oh, come now, call us colleagues, call us friends. You can't ignore me forever.
3: Oh, I ain't ignoring you. I, I just don't want to see your burnt-up, brittle nose poking into my business no more. I don't want nothing to do with you or Mother Cyprian. I just want a little peace in my life, and I ain't gonna get it if you keep coming around here.
1: Alfie, don't you want answers? Don't you want revenge?
3: Oh, revenge for what? She didn't use me. She didn't use you. We were all too eager to join up and make a play for the crown. We all wanted a bigger slice of the pie and that poor family had to pay for it.
1: I know you still aren't going on about the La Ponce now.
3: See what I mean? How am I supposed to find peace with what we done? If you keep coming around here and saying things like that...
1: Oh, tell me. What did you do? What else could you have done? You and I, we're the same.
3: Who the hell we are?
1: Adam set the rules, and Agnes Cyprian changed them. You are so focused on the tragedy and the trauma, the emotional scars that riddle your old and achy heart, that you never ask what it was all for.
3: I know there's a whole heap of questions to ask, and I know I ain't got the wits to answer them myself. I... I know I'm not seeing what's beneath the lies and the misdirection. I ain't ignorant, Jacob. That... that ain't it. I... I just don't have it in me to care anymore.
1: Alfie, Alfie, you can't be saved. Tell me honestly it doesn't keep you up at night. Tell me it doesn't gnaw at you, wondering what Agnes aimed to achieve by using those children as vessels. The depth and breadth of her deceit and plans. You're just going to Let that go.
3: I don't have a clue where the lies start and end anymore. I can't remember what I thought was gonna happen before it happened. They've got no darn clue why it even matters anymore. You don't get it, Jacob. You've become something less than human. But I still got that ticker pumping red stuff. And I still got a conscience.
1: Oh, you do yourself a discredit.
3: Well, I suppose it is what it is, ain't it?
0: Alfie shrugged his shoulders. He'd given up, and Agnes Cyprian, oh holy mother of the Sisterhood of the Living Waters, she probably thanked God for it. And few things bothered Jacob the way Alfie's self-pity and battered demeanor bothered him. He wasn't angry or sad as he watched Alfie the farmer walk away from him, leaving their conversation unfinished. He was inspired to rouse the man. It tickled the back of his brain how one would go about doing such a thing, and it bothered him that an answer was not immediately present that one had not shown itself in the year since the Lepont fire, in the year since Adam had been gone. Maybe that's what was needed. A fire to boil the pot. The farmer and the tiller, they were usually at odds. But the thing that used to be Jacob Mortimer with his soot-covered skin, his burnt husk, his singed and crackling visage, much preferred when Alfie was in play tying knots in the cured intestines of beast and man alike, making his will manifest. Oh no, Alfie, it is what you make it. Jacob wasn't sure if Alfie heard him, as the sound of sucking mud puckering with each plunging footstep that the farmer
1: took drowned him out. If only you had a little consistency about you.
0: Brigida, the silent nun, and Mother Cyprian's right hand slammed the steel skull of a sledgehammer clean through the brick and stone foundation deep in the belly of Riverside.
3: Oh, quickly now! Swing with the hips! We don't have all day! Oh, good God, Brigida! Give it here!
0: With a final mad side-winded swing, the remainder of the four-foot hole in the foundation crumbled away.
3: Further. No, 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 the others. Oh no, the others. What about the others? Quickly, Brigida. We need to see if it's spread. How could this have happened?
0: One after another, man after woman after child, Mother Cyprian and Brigida, with big swinging blows of their sledgehammers, uncovered the interred ones, preserved in the walls of the foundation of her sanatorium. Her kingdom.
3: Oh, I can't believe this. They've all been colonized.
0: Mother Cyprian stepped back to view the devastation in front of her.
3: This is horrible, Brigitte. My heart is broken.
0: She stepped forward toward one. A man. Arthur, if she remembered correctly, his face preserved beyond all natural means. It had been forty long years since she'd last seen that face, when he was stood in that spot. He'd been so happy then to pledge himself to a grand cause, a divine and universal purpose for the greater good.
3: Oh, look at you, my friend. Oh, sweet poor Arthur. You've been desecrated.
0: She didn't dare touch his skin. But Agnes Cyprian gingerly traced the lines of his face with her fingers and stifled the need to cry.
3: They are all ruined. What could have done this Brigitte? What could have eroded the protections placed on these souls? They're all tainted. None of this. None of our work. None of this sacrifice is worth a damn to us anymore. All those years, all of it, gone to waste.
0: Brigida was glad she wasn't able to speak. For the first time, she was happy she wasn't obligated to find the words to console Mother Cyprian. There could never be any. Not in a million strung-together sentences and platitudes could there be any sentiment that would suffice. have done this. Mother Cyprian's face was a blank sheet of shock. As she slowly walked down the rows of faces, her hand outstretched, shaking, as if desperately yearning to caress each face to console them to give them the warm touch of care.
3: We must continue, Brigitte. We must see, with haste, if any can be saved. This is bad, Brigitte. We... We are severely compromised. This has made us irreparably weakened. This makes us terribly vulnerable. I simply can't believe this would be a natural occurrence. Surely it can't be. There is no possibility that their protections were weakened, that the wards were compromised, correct? I've betrayed them. They entrusted me with their care, with their preservation. What force has wormed its way into the stones that our house stands atop?
0: This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the wonderful Charlie P.S. This episode featured Cole Weavers as Alfie, Mother Cyprian, and Jacob Mortimer. To find more information, or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at thetownwhispers.com. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Visit us on Facebook or email us at thetownwhispers at pulpaudio.ca. The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quill cool Network, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License.
1: I got the ghost of you inside of